Sherlyn Lobby. Welcome to the Talent Talk Podcast. My name is Andrew Kuba, and today we are going to be talking about the future of HR. Now, um, based on what you said about HR being able to be better at analytics, data collection has been a major catalyst of change for HR in the past five years. So how will HR be better at data collection? How do they look at data collection and analytics? I think data collection has always been important in human resources. Um, I think the real role of data collection is to figure out how you take that data and do something with it. I'll give you an example. Years ago, I worked for a company that had this really awesome tuition reimbursement policy. It was the best policy I have ever seen. So if you read this policy, it was super generous. We had a lot of money in the budget allocated for employees to go back to school, tuition reimbursement. Nobody used it. Whoa. So we were sitting there, we had money sitting on the table. Now when it comes to employee benefits, you never want to have money sitting on the table. So we would always go, we would go back and we'd say to employees, okay, why aren't you using this benefit? And what we found was that the employees said to us, you know what, we love the benefit, but we don't really, we're not really interested in going back to school. However, we are working really hard because we want to make sure that our kids can go to school and do the things that we didn't do. So we use that piece of information to change our tuition reimbursement program so that there was a component where employees, sons and daughters of employees could apply and they could get scholarship money. So we actually took the program and we had a scholarship component in addition to the tuition reimbursement program and utilization went through the roof. So collecting the data is important, but when you use that data, in order to make good business decisions, then the organization benefits and the employees benefit. You know, and so often we always hear that uh, technology might be taking the human out of human resources. I think that's a perfect example of you're going through the data that you have and then you're making a such a huge human impact in someone's life. In the future, I believe that the more technology that you can effectively bring into your organization and allocate your resources properly, then you're not taking the human out of human resources, you're actually putting the human back in human resources. Because if technology does what it does well, then HR gets freed up to do the things that only they can do. And maybe that gets back to the conversation we just had about the role of human resources in the future. If technology can do things administratively from a compliance perspective, bring standardization to processes, create some cost effectiveness and cost efficiency in an organization, that frees human resources up to do some of the transformational things that the other side of the organization is saying, oh yes, we need that coming from our human resources department. So, so much has changed in HR in the past 10 years. Where do you think HR is headed? And also, what is the most critical change that needs to happen in HR today that will enable HR to have an easier tomorrow? HR is kind of in a crossroads. You know, we talk about the the future of the human resources profession and a lot of people out there have their own opinions about where HR should go in the future. Um, But I read a very interesting article from the Harvard Business Review that was talking about the emerging chief human resources officer. And it had a data point in it that I I latched onto. And the data point was this, 
that half of the survey respondents thought that HR should be the strategic um, transformational role within the organization, and the other half of the data point thought it should be the risk mitigator, Uber administrator, um, transactional role within the organization. And it kind of, I, I left that article thinking to myself, okay, if half of the companies out there they think that HR has to have this transactional role and half of the organizations out there think that HR has a transformational role, um, then we're really not on the same page as far as where HR needs to be in the future. And, but the one thing I can say is HR has this, um, it can't be all things to all people dilemma that it has to resolve at some point in time. Um, we're going to have to, as a profession, figure out the things that we can do really, really well and the opportunities that we have to tap into maybe things like technology um, that can do a piece of our jobs for us. I will say that that same Harvard Business Review article, something that you might want to drop in the show notes at the end of the um, of our time together, um, did have a very interesting um, analysis, and that was organizations do feel that HR needs to be better at analytics and that they need to take a more active role where analytics is concerned. So aside from technology and data analytics, what is the most critical change that needs to happen on the organizational side of HR today that is going to impact tomorrow? One of the key factors in um, organizational success is the success of middle managers. Um, so when you think about the success in your organization, you know, it, middle managers have a huge impact on employees. You know, they bring talent into the organization. You know, obviously HR is managing the process, but they bring talent into the organization. They're a key player in onboarding individuals. They're a part of training and development. They handle performance management. So middle management is a important role in the success of an organization. So that being said, I think we need to give managers the tools that they need in order to become successful. And I happen to believe that managers have one job and that's to identify and train their replacement. And in order to do that, we have to teach people how to become more self-managing. So there's a lot of, um, there are a lot of facets to self-management but let me back up for just a second. Daniel Pink in the book Drive talks about there being three components to an engaged organization. He talks about purpose, so people understanding how their jobs impact the organization. And then he talks about mastery, people being able to do a great job at their work. And the last one is autonomy. And that's the idea that you have control over your work environment. Organizations cannot simply go to employees and say, poof, you're autonomous now. You have to give people the tools in order to do autonomy successfully. And that's where self-management comes in. We have to teach employees how to learn, you know, how do they identify this is what I need to learn and this is where I need to learn it from. Teach employees how to identify problems and solve them on their own. If they have a conflict with another employee, 
middle managers should not be spending their time wearing a striped shirt within the organization and having employees come to them and say, what am I supposed to do now? Okay, I finished that task. What am I supposed to do next? Or I don't get along with so-and-so, um, so the manager needs to sit down and mediate you know, uh, an argument or something that happens between a couple of employees. Middle managers should be spending their time coaching employees and finding their future replacement. So in order to do that, we have to position employees to where they sit down and have conversations about fixing a conflict or solving a problem or, um, or handling those kinds of things. So I think self-management is a key factor in um, making organizations more successful. And that goes for everybody. So we're getting to a point now where every single person has to step up and be a leader. Exactly. Um, you know, it's interesting that whole leadership management conversation and, you know, you and I could talk about that for, you know, days. Um, but I think that there's a key difference between management and leadership. Leadership is the ability to influence others. And if you think about leadership as the ability to influence others, that means that every single person in your organization is a leader. Um, you know, often we, we, I think, put some pressure on managers by saying, you know, you're a manager, but you have to be more, you have to be a leader. Well, yeah, they need to be a leader, but everybody is a leader. And managers need to manage their function within the organization, understanding that everybody is a leader. That's kind of a different mindset, I think, um, than organizations have thought about in the past. I think that, yeah, that's probably a wildly different uh, way than organizations have thought about in the past. However, especially, that's, I think that's becoming even more true, especially with workers being more mobile, not necessarily coming into a central location, but working with teams could be around the world. Um, and the idea of self-managing and being responsible for your own time um, has been even more prevalent now and than ever before. So do you think the trend is gonna be going more towards workers um, staying at home and working, doing a lot of that self-management, working with teams, or do you think it's going to be like Yahoo, where they're pulling all of their employees back into the organization and not letting them, you know, work from home? I, I think it really all depends on what you do. Um, I think that decision is really driven very heavily by your job and your job components. I've always felt that in human resources, our role was to be this architect of work and design work in such a way that people want to apply for those jobs and they want to stay with those jobs and they could be um, trained and developed into future opportunities. So it's more about creating opportunities that people want and for some, if some organizations that might be creating opportunities that are in a office somewhere, but in some cases it might be creating opportunities that um, people can do from anywhere. Great. And so just to sum uh, everything up too, uh, if you could have one word that would describe the world of work tomorrow, what would it be? I think the word is blended. Uh, I believe that workplaces of the future are not necessarily going to have the office that you drive to every morning. You know, look at some of the office spaces that you're seeing out there now. Um, they look like living rooms. Actually, I, they look better than my living room, but I mean, they, they've got cushions and bean bags and widescreen TVs. You know, we're trying to say, 
that work today is really very blended and we want you to be able to do it from anywhere. You know, whether it's your local coffee shop or it's the collaborative work environment that's been placed in an office building somewhere or it's in your home. So I think that the future of work is really very blended. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Charlene. We hope to have you again soon. Thank you very much. And thanks to everyone for listening in.